I oddly want to see the Sonic movie. (laughs) I don't know why. (laughs) You know what? If you if you want to see the Sonic movie, I will watch the Sonic movie with you. As a big fan of like I played all the games. Yeah. Sonic one, two, three, and Sonic and Knuckles, and then like a Sonic Spinball. Oh, okay. And then um there was like a a Sonic Runner game for like the last Nintendo Switch uh the the, the Nintendo Wii. Okay. And um and I played that and that sucked. Hmm. But I I mean I, I loved Sonic growing up. I yeah. just loved, loved Sega Genesis. Fun so. fun character, fun character. Yeah, yeah. I just feel like the movie I don't know. I'm hoping the movie like doesn't take itself too seriously at which point I'll be able to uh, enjoy it somewhat but i don't know i mean it's not like there were there was such a deep storyline in the sonic games that i'm just like oh it's gonna be an exploration of you know existential uh, uh hedgehog life you know um it's it's <laughs> it's just gonna be you know it's not being directed by like <laughs> fucking wim wenders or like uh <laughs> is that a real person wim wenders yeah 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 wim wenders yeah it sounds like Sounds like uh, an assistant to Willy Wonka or something like that. Uh, he directed him. I think he directs all those classy like period pieces, like fucking the wings of the dove, you know, <laughs> um, or you know those. You know what I'm talking about? Like those 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 period pieces. I don't know what you're talking about because, like we, um, like what came up last night. I like to watch garbage. Right, right, right. No, no, no. But I know. But you know what I'm talking about when I talk about like. British period pieces. <laughs> like Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that movie came and went. Did it right? really? Yeah. Oh, no. He directed... It's uh, going to be on Amazon, like, tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. He directed... Wim Wenders directed one of my favorite movies called Paris, Texas. Pa- um, Paris, Texas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is just like... You know that's 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 the definition of like a sad bastard mu- movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's totally not not for you. You still have to watch Parasite, though. I still think you you should watch Parasite. Is it one of those life's tragic beauty kind of films? I mean, it's not. The movie is has this kind of how how can I how can I does anyone get shot? No, but there is brutal violence in it. It okay. is one of the most brutal uh, Oscar-winning movies I've ever seen. Like because it's South Korea, it's a South Korean oh. movie, and I'm not trying to say that all South Korean <laughs> movies are like that. But like, but all South, South Korean Korea- movies are like that. That's what. That, that, <laughs> but like, I, uh, and it's it's the uh, ooh, ooh, uh, it's it's <laughs> the kind of South Korean movie that I like. Okay, so. Um, so it does have a like a a, a smit like it has this what I can only describe as tasteful violence. Okay, um, <laughs> tasteful violence. So <laughs> are there doves in the background? No, like, no, no. <laughs> it's not. That's that's like John Woo balletic violence. Oh, balletic. Um, that's oh, yeah, good yeah, term. Good yeah. term. Yeah. Uh, but uh, no, uh, tasteful violence is when it's like, uh, oh, this is a classy picture. Oh, oh, oh here comes some blood. You know. Um, <laughs> So I'm. I highly recommend. Uh, I keep recommending Parasite because it's. I think it's a. It's a movie that's like fine clockwork, you know. 
That's um, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's it's just <laughs> everything. It just works so perfectly as a movie. Okay. Um. So, but it wouldn't do well as as say like a podcast or something like that. What do you mean, like say as a podcast? What what does that mean? Well, I just thought it was strange they used the term like it does so well as a movie. Like I'm wondering oh, like, what like else if, could if it they be? Were described it like you if it what? was a porn, it would, would it be? It would, would it work? No, well, yeah, totally. It would totally work as a porn. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the less you know about Parasite, the better. Um, so, I, so, so you keep telling me. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and you haven't led me wrong. I mean, you you definitely put me on to Breaking Bad back yeah, in the day. Yeah. You're like, just watch it. Well, yeah, that was after like months and months of just like, please, please, yeah. please, for the love of God, just drilled watch it, this fucking movie. Drilled it into my brain. Every time I scrolled past it on Netflix, I could literally see like the poster art just shaking like just watch it <laughs> yeah well i mean i paid off in spades I it think. did yeah it did though for some reason i still haven't committed myself to um el camino so uh yeah well i, don't know. I mean like it's a, it's a fitting like i feel like all parts of, like all peripheral parts of breaking bad uh work only to complement it mhm okay because uh, Breaking Bad to me was just encapsulates like a perfect series. Yeah. And then uh, Better Call Saul complements it. Like it's just like, oh, this is good as well. Not as it's different, but it's mm-hmm. good as well. Okay. Um, and then El Camino also complements it the same way, I think. Is El so, Camino more like an epilogue? I kind of feel like the the main Skywalker series in Star Wars needs uh, a real epilogue. Like, I feel like episode 10 uh, shouldn't be released in theaters if they ever made an episode 10. It should be like, I don't want to say straight to Blu-ray because that gives us a a certain connotation. Like an art house release. (laughs) A a limited theater, you know, like. Um, I don't know, maybe. Um, If you you want to hear like a a kind of an epilogue, it's not really an epilogue. It's like a, a... there's this dude on YouTube, and I, I can't recommend, like, if you have time to kill and you want to just check out something on YouTube. Uh-huh. There's a thing called Nando V Movies. I don't know if you've seen it. Nando V Movies. Hmm. Yeah, Nando V Movies. So it's this dude who uh, um, he sees, uh, like, they're, he, he watches movies that have flaws in them, and then he's just like, what if it was written like this, you know? Oh, okay. Um, and he had this brilliant kind of um he was like the end uh, he didn't like the ending to rise of skywalker okay and then i was like i'm i'm fine with it and then he said what his ending would have been like if he had the chance to like like help rise of skywalker Mm -hmm. end okay uh he would have written it like um what was it i can't i can't really just I, i can't remember right off the top of my head what he said but i thought it was brilliant um and it, it was more like Ben Solo didn't die. Oh. And both oh. of them went their set like uh like she was like uh she was like I'm going to go teach a future you know Ray was like I'm going to go teach a school, future school of of Jedi. Mm-hmm. And he said you know I'm going to go hunt the rest of uh the first order because they're still out there. Hmm. And um <laughs> and they go their separate ways and they never kiss and i i thought i actually thought that was pretty good um 
it's interesting in like certain ways. A, like he's a fucking first order hunt. Like he hunts down the first order, like a Nazi hunter. True, but then that sort of it kind of leaves him super open to falling even deeper into the dark side. From my in my opinion, like sure he was you know quote unquote redeemed. Um, his mom helped him come back, and he had a you know a memory of his father and stuff like that. But he still killed his father as well as you know. I'm sure throngs and throngs of other people. Um, I think he needed to die. I don't know, because I I think that... um... He should have been impaled on a sharp rock (laughs) when Palpatine (laughs) threw him into that ditch. I think think a a more fitting redemption is for him to constantly go back and and answer for his crimes by hunting down the thing that... The very thing that he built, you know? Um, And... I mean, it also lends itself to the Star Wars um, title because it's, you know, he's forever at war, and hence Star Wars. That's more like Star Vigilanteism (laughs) as opposed to Star Wars. I mean, wars would indicate, you know, two factions sort of going against each other. This is just a guy who, you know, has a laser sword and is probably brutalizing people, you know, leaving people maimed and chopped up. You walk into the room, you just throw up instantly, you know? Uh, well, I'm, I've especially, never... Especially I, the way he goes after machines. Can you imagine what he does to flesh? Yeah, I mean, I, I've never... I actually, I've never had a problem with with that before, as you know. I'm a <laughs> gore hound and a, yeah, a fan you know. of tasteful violence. Of um, so Oscar-winning tasteful Oscar violence. Oscar-caliber violence. <laughs> Bloodletting of the finest caliber. <laughs> the finest caliber. Um, so I'm Pablo Morale Martinez and I'm Ernesto Mancibo and together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus Taxes. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. A little older, a little wiser. That's right. Uh, dear listeners, this past weekend was our dear Pablo's 30th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I turned. I- <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel, man? You're, I feel you're older, one one step closer to death. Yes. Um, I feel immortal. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay. I feel like uh like a, a a spring chicken on a winter's day. I don't know what a that means. Spring chicken on a um, winter's day. Ooh. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that means and uh uh you know I leave it up to the listeners to decipher what what uh, ultimately is my message. I don't know if chickens can deal with winter. <laughs> it's a metaphor, man. It doesn't, <laughs> doesn't have to like completely make sense. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, even after I just said, <laughs> I, I'm just like, what I just said doesn't make sense, and I don't care. <laughs> um, but how are you, my friend? I'm good. Yeah? I'm good. Um, man, we had a... Uh, We've had a blast of the yeah. last two weekends. I know, we I have. mean, last night, folks, we went to go see, I think, probably one of the most brilliant works put to, <laughs> put to film. Um, a, little, a little film by the name of Repo Man. Yeah, starring a young Emilio Estevez. That's right, folks. Uh, this came out in 1984. And I have to tell you, if you have, um, if you have reservations uh, against plot yeah. in movies... This movie won't let you down. Do you have a disdain for plot? <laughs> Do you like like jo- like random humor 
and uh, bizarre scenario set to a punk rock uh, soundtrack. <laughs> then turns a repo man because man, that that movie fucking rocked. I loved it. It dispenses with any sort of um, tradition <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or structure. <laughs> Um, yeah, the movie kind of just meanders along. It just follows the lives of these of uh, Emilio Estevez and his buddy, mm-hmm. um, and I uh, played by the great Harry Dean Stanton. And uh, yeah, it's just it's it, in the background. There's like a, a subplot about aliens in the backseat of a trunk <laughs> of a Chevy Malibu, but Chevy who cares? <laughs> yeah, it it plays a factor somewhat but yeah kind of not necessarily it's it's uh it's weird and of course it ends on such a on such an odd note that you're just like what just happened to me and I, then they tell you to get out of the theater yeah it's one of those like uh it's one of those and i feel like we're, we're delving t- uh, too much into the robot section but like i uh i just want to add there's this there's this movie called um pure pl- piece of schlock uh-huh. um and it's called Return of the Living Dead. Have you ever seen that movie? Sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, starring um, what's his name? Isn't his name Miguel Nunez? Um, anyway, um, he's like one of the few Dominican actors that I know of. Oh shit! Uh, I, I should, <laughs> I should get to know him. Yeah, then, you know, we and could he, be related. Yeah, he started. <laughs> he started in a bunch of like '80s slashers. Um, and uh like he was in a Jason movie. Okay. Um he's in the, this great documentary called Horror Noir mm. uh, which is about um Oh, I want to see that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yes. It's great 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 documentary. Yeah, it looks like it. Um but yeah, uh it uh, it, it reminded me of that because um it reminded me of Return of the Living Dead given the fact that there was like it's one of those few movies that has like punk rockers uh up against unbeatable odds you know uh but yeah uh yeah check that out if you get the chance yes folks yes folks so that was uh definitely a a mark in our weekend but you know in in our ongoing series of is there any justice anymore um it seems like roger stone's sentence could potentially be reduced yeah uh, that does not surprise me because fucking, um, you know, Trump after the whole acquittal, uh, uh, after the Senate, uh, uh acquitted him of, uh, mm-hmm. the charges of impeachment, uh, he's on top of the world and he's just like, you know, yes, I'm, I can do whatever I want. So mm-hmm. he, ta- he takes to Twitter and he's like this you know these people that have uh put my good buddy in jail you know i'm sorry batman villain uh, roger stone um he really is a batman villain especially campaign with, advisor to to um to donald trump especially with that fucking hat and, gla- and circular glasses yeah. it's like all right back from like the nixon days right nixon fired him um <laughs> he's just like you're just you just don't have enough yeah, ethics because even nixon was just like this guy's a real piece of shit <laughs> Uh, and then in response, uh, Roger Stone got a tattoo of him on his back. That is so weird. That's fucking disgusting. Um, Ugh. he also paid, um, uh, uh, he, he was trying to get, uh, men to have sex with his wife, 
Uh, in, <laughs> did you did you hear about that? What? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, the rumor is that he allegedly uh, tried to get black men to have sex with his wife in front of him. So, oh, he's a cuck. Yeah, right. He's a, he's a little <laughs> cuck boy. Oh, uh, boy. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, he's, uh, let, let's see, according to factcheck.org, he is guilty of obstruction, witness tampering, mm-hmm. and lying to a jury. So, and, with regards to the, uh, with the guards, with regards to the whole Russia investigation. Huh. Wasn't uh, witness intimidation also thrown in there somewhere? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because he he would go on like radio shows and shit and talk about how uh, people would various characters in this whole saga would pay uh, for their misdeeds wow. and shit. So um, you know he's he's just like a, a class A scumbag, the kind of mind uh, Trump attracts to uh, to join his administration, and of course you know Trump feeling that he is invincible uh given the senate uh has been kind of like following him around in lockstep Mm -hmm. with his orders uh he wants to reduce roger stone's sentencing which has uh forced four federal prosecutors to resign Mm -hmm. and just be like you know what fuck it we don't we don't understand why we're why we even why we're even here Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. uh so and then, you know, you get defenders of his, like, uh, uh, main senator, Susan Collins. I don't know if you've seen yes. her. She's the one that she's like, oh, I think he's dead. Like, her, just the way she talks. It's like, so weird. It's so like fucking... it's like she's being operated by, like, five gremlins in a suit. You know? <laughs> it's so weird. He's just going to learn from his mi- I hope he has learned from his mistakes. and. Ugh. And uh, and you know she was grilled on on uh, Morning Joe uh, with regards to like uh, how um, they felt how the you know um, Joe Scarborough felt that uh, her defense of him because she's like he's learned from his mistakes and he's he grilled her on it he was like do you honestly believe that do you honestly <laughs> believe that and she's like oh of course I mean his what he did was, you know. Oh, I think she tried to amend it. She was just like, uh, "What I meant was that I hope he's learned from it or something." <laughs> and it's just like that's a that's a pretty high hope there, lady. <laughs> mm. Oh man, the you, way she the way she talks sounds like she has like um, hamsters on a treadmill, like generating her <laughs> responses. They're just like. Oh my! I hope that he gets down. Like it's like a weird recording that's running out of batteries. Oh, (laughs) Uh, these people! I I don't know. It 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 seems like most of these people who've been in power for so long just have turned into ghouls. Maybe they've always been that way, but they have no real sense of ethics or humanity or grasp on reality it's it's frightening it's frightening that these people are in such positions i can only hope that at some point some of them why not dream big all of them have to live an average life as so many americans do you know getting by on basically living hand to mouth uh just to ground them a little these people can't possibly have any sort of um grasp on reality it's no it's, 
it's 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 i don't know i I, i'm i'm at a loss for words well i mean like but we get like a daily dose of this right um because it, it 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 changes from week to week this whole shit that has happened with roger stone has been happening People are wondering if this is the next big scandal, mm. you know, because uh, now Donald Trump is using the Department of Justice and William Barr as his own personal, like he he's running it like he was a fucking king. Yeah, and um, and I think he actually went on rat, like he he was he was caught saying that he is a king, um, and then that started the Twitter hashtag "You're not a king." Huh. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's it's fucking it's fucking weird that we like the American people haven't taken to the streets. It, know, it is, it in, is. With I'm, regards to this, because this is fucking bullshit. The rest of the world must be like, "What are you waiting for?" <laughs> and the thing is, it feels like we are so spoiled here. It would take something like the lights going off. Uh, for us to actually mobilize in that way. We are so comfortable um, with our streaming services and our, you know, no military action in the streets, whereas other countries have to deal with basic resources being cut off and and military personnel uh, acting as the police, which make which gets people just fed up, you know, family members disappearing in the night. Um so yeah, we're we're way too comfortable over here. I'm hoping that our outrage, our collective outrage, will manifest itself this November third. Just because, uh, as we've seen on the Democratic side of things, uh, some of the uh, background character of some of the candidates have been uh, floating to the surface. I'm speaking in particular about Michael Bloomberg. <laughs> the more I was hoping you'd talk about Michael Bloomberg because oh. um good old Mike uh, he's been caught like on on uh, on tape twice I think saying oh. like crazy bullshit backing up his whole stop and frisk policies and and uh anyway you, the the yeah. one thing that makes me want to kick him in his Adam's apple is when he essentially tried to blame the 2007-2008 um economic crisis uh, in large part uh, spurred on by uh, bad mortgages being given out and linking it to the ending of redlining. See that I didn't know. I, I didn't know that. I wanted to run on stage in this clip that surfaced from like 15 years ago and just put him in the diamond cutter. Like it was, <laughs> he he deserves nothing less. Like how dare you? <laughs> Which which um which wrestler did the diamond cutter? Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page. And that's he, right. The th- the great thing about it is that he could put it on you like from any angle, yeah, yeah, any yeah. situation. You know, so yeah, like it. I remember it being like an all-purpose kind of hold where <laughs> people would just have, like be like, oh, he's in the diamond cutter. You got to tap out. Like There's no said, way out of that thing. He would just knock you out with it. That's yeah. the thing. He just it it almost be. It was almost like a Stone Cold Stunner, except a lot more horizontal. Um, and it usually involved like his momentum. So he would just throw his body and your head and neck would just go along for the ride. And you would just plant into the mat like face first or whatever oh. other surface you guys were on. Rough. So anyway, <laughs> he deserves that yeah. at the at 
the minimum. Because um, I heard, I heard the the recordings of like him defending stop and frisk. Yeah, right? and then uh, and I then, think that white people are stopped way too much, and black people and minorities way too little. Yeah, and then him going on record, going saying something. Well, not not him going on record, but there was a tape of him uh, floating around saying that uh, that. Uh, Police should go into minority, uh-huh. uh, uh, minority communities because that's where all the crime is at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, I feel like he suffers from the New York, uh, basically New York. He suffers from New York knowledge. Everyone in just like Trump, mm-hmm. everyone in New York knows he's a scumbag. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, I don't. I don't think the greater United States knows how big of a scumbag he actually is. Uh, and I'm glad that these these uh, recordings of him are making the rounds because you know this is it should affect him, especially being a Democrat, which is scrutinized way more than the Republicans. The Republicans don't give a shit. Sure, if, um, he, if he ran as, as a Republican, he'd actually be a contender against Trump. Yeah, he it's would. Just like, hey, this guy's pretty shitty. Yeah, I think I might vote for yeah. him. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God, he's. I mean, he speaks, you know, Mexican, <laughs> <laughs> but I like the cut of his jib, you know. <laughs> but uh, I think it's yo quiero más racismo. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just need to start dubbing over his videos with your imp- your with Spanish impersonation of him. I think <laughs> it would fool a lot of people too. They'd be like, "That Bloomberg, he's really, you know, he says what he means, you know." Yeah. Um, but I think it's pretty safe to say that he will not be the Democratic uh, nominee. I mean, I know we're still pretty early in the uh, the caucus process. Um, according- I like saying that caucus process. Yeah. But- <laughs> Um, according to like mainstream media, like, you know, the centrist media over at CNN and MSNBC, mm-hmm. um, Mike Bloomberg has a shot and yeah. I'm just like, it, that's fucking, that's only because, uh, these assholes like, uh, what's his name? Chris Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, is that, is that what his name is? The guy with, uh, the guy with the big head that does, uh. Uh, Hardball. What's his name? Hardball with Chris something. I don't know. He's got a big head. <laughs> Chris Big Head. Yeah. Um, anyway. They're saying that he has a chance. Uh, I think I think it's more of a wish than Chris an a- Matthews. Sorry. Chris Matthews. Yeah, yeah. I think it's more of a wish than an actual, uh, their wish than an actual chance. Um, he has just been shown to be so terrible and I don't think he's going to be supported by any significant number of uh, Democrats. Um, There is, it's still being hashed out between the top four or five people who've been in this for a long time. So I think Bloomberg just jumping in late in the game like this, there's not really a chance. What I'm really interested in seeing though, is that he's been, he's gone on record several times. He's just like, if I don't get the nomination, I'm going to back the person who is the nominee. Like I won't close down um, my headquarters in like swing States and stuff like that. Like I will, put my resources behind the nominee bullshit so exactly i I don't believe it because i think bernie is going to end up the you know 
and this is this is me like being uh, vaguely optimistic. I'm not normally this optimistic about mm-hmm. anyone, but uh, I think Bernie definitely has a winning shot. He's yep. clearly yep. the front runner, despite what the fact that uh, the mainstream media does not want to make him the front runner. Yep, sure. sure. Um, but I think that um, we'll we'll see. Time will tell. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, if this is if uh, what Bloomberg is saying is just horse shit or yeah. um, oh, we'll or definitely not. see. We'll definitely see what. Why do you think that the main why do you think the mainstream media doesn't want Bernie to be uh, the front runner? Because he's advocating for, he, because he's he is um, he's advocating for real change. Right. Yeah. And he, it, real I, systemic change. I, I keep citing and I always cite this whenever I think of Bernie. Right. I keep thinking of something that mayor Garcia was telling, uh, commissioner Gordon <laughs> in the dark night where he's like, they're all going to come after you, you know, cops, politicians, you know, anybody who feels like their wallets getting light. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the upper crust, the 1% feel, they feel that their nest, their nest egg, like once they start feeling like they have to pay a little bit because they've been cruising for years. Yep. Yep. Paying ever, big fat goose eggs to the, you know, the government ever since fucking Reagan, Reagan yeah. came in and it's just like, I'll, I'll blow all of you yeah. for sure. <laughs> just go ahead and bukkake yeah. all over me. Well, it looks like another corporate bukkake for me. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Nancy, get my bib. Uh, um. Anyway. Well. <laughs> so yeah. Uh. You know. Every anybody who thinks that like, um. That they're that they might actually have to oh contribute to society. Hmm. Oh, oh, where are my pearls so that I may clutch them closer <laughs> to my chest? You know. I already keep the dregs of our society employed with yeah. the bare minimum that I can pay them. Oh, trickle down capitalism and such. If you I know? could, I would pay them in old cabbage. <laughs> you know. Why do they complain they have caviar? You know. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. uh, but uh, but that and that's why I feel like the like stuff like you know the mainstream media like people like, like pundits like Chris Matthews and like people at MSNBC and CNN like they all they just they hate Bernie because he represents um, the anger of the working class mm. and they don't want to hear that shit. That's like, what they fear the most. Yeah. I mean that's how. Uh, all their efforts are focused on keeping the working class divided through race, um, through through classism. And it's not that those differences aren't real because they are. But in regards to how they affect the average American, it it's not um, as important or prevalent uh, in so much as the differences being highlighted and the similarities being obscured. You know, it's like the the similarity between a poor black person and a poor white person, while distinctly marked in regards to what one has been able to accumulate and not, everybody's still getting fucked by the same thing. And it's an, it behooves everybody not only to fight the same source, but to come up to equal standing 
uh, in society and economically. I think a lot of these people who feel like, you know, well, I may not have a, I may not have much, but at least I'm better than, you know, the black people down the street. It's like, don't you know if those black people had the same access and the same resources that you had, that there would be less economic and job strife in this country because we would have more businesses, more more mechanisms in place to keep to keep our country healthy, to keep it prosperous. When you have when you have people who are almost a permanent underclass uh, due to history and the legal policy that's been in place for decades, if not centuries, it it keeps the country weighed down. We're only as strong as our weakest link, if that makes any sense. Here, here's the thing. Like he, I, and I totally agree with you. Um, I feel like um, if we, if the, if minority communities were given the chance to prosper, it, it would build the infrastructure mm-hmm. of the of these United States uh, economically, socially. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd, I feel like we'd enter a, a and maybe this is. Uh, maybe too idealistic to say, um, but I think we'd enter another renaissance with another American renaissance within the United States. Um, But uh, the thing about uh, the American system is, and this is something that I feel like I've just kind of like uh, come up with, is that um, uh, people at the top, they're addicts, right? They're addicted to uh, going behind closed doors and, uh, you know, wearing their secret rings and <laughs> and uh, having their members only uh, meetings being held in remote cabins and rooms where everything smells like scotch and uh, <laughs> all the old white people all have the same old stories of, mm. you know, um, uh skydiving in the andes or whatever <laughs> uh, you know rich rich people shit how do you know all this uh no because i i could i can only assume because like people who have it really good <laughs> they don't want to give that up yeah and they and then the fact that like um if the middle class if the middle class grows mm-hmm. that means that that uh more people especially people of color will also be infiltrating these uh oak aged rooms of of <laughs> of uh of prosperous uh, riches you know and then um they will feel like their power is being threatened so mm. um then they don't feel so special anymore they don't feel so exclusive anymore and they don't want that so uh, um, human beings are so fucking tiny yeah we're it's like they all want to clutch to their little dicks and their little like <laughs> Jesus. their uh their you know their leather bound books and their you know their mistresses and and their yachts off the coast of uh, fort flat blah, 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 blah. Uh. um so they are threatened by people who advocate for actual change they are threatened by um AOC, the squad, mm-hmm. you know, Ayanna Presley, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, because those people are just like, you know, we're really tired of getting fucked over and we're going to change some, some shit. So in retaliation to that, Trump lines uh, his uh, justice system with corrupt judges. Mm. And now we have uh, people trying to, you know, put iron bars in a system that 
benefits them financially. Yeah. So, oh man, good lord, this is this is so depressing. Yes, <laughs> I, I think we should change over. Cause... We're we're gonna change over. Okay. Um... I'm about to put a grenade in my mouth. <laughs> But it's it's the truth, you know. It is. This is the kind of truth that uh, people like Sean King would would uh, you know if he was around, he'd be like, you know, you robots versus taxes, guys. You're where it's at. Oh man, (laughs) I wish, man. Oh, that would be totally awesome. Nobody could tell us shit if that (laughs) if we got that sort of endorsement. But um, but yes, once again, I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots, Robots versus, versus taxes. taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. The winds of change are upon us, my friend. That's right. That's right. right. Um, so you were telling me about some little bit of video that you saw of a possible Matrix 4 stunt. Yeah, it's it involves Neo jumping off of a like a, a building, and I'm just like, oh, so Neo's really back in the mix. Oh. Um, and uh, I, I I I just really hope that it's good, you know. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes. Agreed. I really hope that it's good. It's gotta uh, be. It's just gotta be. We yeah, need this. We do need this. I mean, the first Matrix sort of woke people up to. Uh, or at least illustrated people waking up to a system that keeps them enslaved and comfortable, you know, and if we could use that message at any point, it's now. Yes. Agreed. Unfortunately, the wrong people latched onto that message and then they're just like, Oh, you gotta be a red pill, man. Fuck feminism. Feminism is cancer. Well, I mean, it's, it's always it's always been the strategy of the corrupt and the deplorable to try to co-opt positive messages to pl- paint themselves as the hero. Nobody truly wants to be the villain except people like Roger Stone who sort of revel <laughs> who sort of revel in it's just like yeah, I'm a piece of shit and I'm a proud piece of shit. Um but most people especially, you know, these little these little incels and um pathetic guys they they don't have anything else so these uh these heroes that they read about in comics or play in video games they have to somehow mold that to themselves so when they see something like the matrix they're just like oh yeah you know this is this is the fight against feminism but that's as far as their um observation goes like the <laughs> them trying to vilify people being equal and marginalized groups getting their just due doesn't they have no lattice work for that it it's it's still amazing to me and i feel like i brought this up before it's amazing to me that people who call themselves red pills and uh men's rights activists and blah 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 they're citing a movie that was made by two two trans women Mm. uh where a group of um, le, le, people, a diverse group of people fight against uh, white oppressors mm-hmm. in suits. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I always I always find that like the, the grand irony of, of it all. <laughs> Who take orders from an even wider guy literally wearing a white suit. Yeah. <laughs> 
And and the leader of the resistance is a old black woman who uh, <laughs> doles out uh, like um, the dangers of this white hegemony encroaching <laughs> in on you know a very diverse group of resistance fighters from a place called Zion, and does it from the projects. Yeah, you know? and, <laughs> and does it from the. Pro- <laughs> Um, it's like, but yeah, that's uh, the, the yeah. incels. Yeah, that's us. Yeah, fuck out of here, <laughs> it's like, dude. But, you guys are confused, and you guys are easily triggered, and you're confused for sure. And and to be quite honest, the more I think about it, they are the vast uh, minority of voices out there. They just happen to be really loud. Because I've been thinking about it the last few times that they've tried to um, organize campaigns against movies that they feel threaten male white hege- hegemony uh in particular like uh, captain marvel let's let's use that example when they tried diligently to put up reviews on rotten tomatoes before any of them even actually saw the film because the film wasn't out so much so that rotten tomatoes had to be like okay you know what we're going to revamp the system so you can't do this shit and they're just like, well, fine, we're going to boycott the movie and blah, blah, blah. Take to 4chan. Didn't make a, didn't make a lick of fucking yeah, difference. Fuck still, still broke a billion dollars. Still, uh, Brie Larson is signed to a multi-movie deal. Um, she is essentially going to be the leader of the Avengers going forward in some shape or form. And and that's it. And when they've tried to do that with, with other films that highlight diversity... They always fail, which leads me to believe, I mean, due to the evidence that they don't really matter economically. They're just they're just some troublemakers online who are rabble rousers, uh, but in the end have no real world effect. Uh, Until one of them. I wouldn't count them out because I I, because I always feel like. they're definitely an enemy, you know. They're they're they definitely are... an enemy, but they but they're extremists. Yeah, and extremists are always smaller groups, right? Um, the only the only difference with the, between extremists and these guys, like these these, uh, you know, um, let's just call them let's just call a spade a spade. They're just mostly like white neckbeards who were. Hmm. You know, just angry at the world and just like, you know, take to the Internet and like, let's march down uh, the the halls of the Capitol buildings with our, you know, with our AK-47s, a.k.a. our second dicks. And, and, you know, uh, uh, you know, make ourselves known despite the fact that like, you know, really like guys take a chill pill. Yeah. Eat some fruit, do some push-ups. Yeah. Like just, <laughs> just get a fucking grip. You yeah. know, you're literally just building the case against yourselves. Like, yeah, they may seem, they may seem very visible now, but ultimately, they are they are contributing to the groundswell that's going to result in them being even more marginalized, as well as as well they should be. That's the thing. Yeah. Like with your extremist you views this. and and your threats of violence and marching everywhere with your guns, thing feeling like you're the one that's threatened. Get the fuck out of here with your bullshit. 
you see what we're doing? We're getting our taxes and our robots again, and we need to. We really need to like de-stress. <laughs> but <laughs> that's not to make. That's not to discount the fact. Like you, you like we're we definitely have made our point uh, known with regards to like this horrifying, like this fucking disgusting bullshit that infiltrates our pop culture. Goddamn right. Um, Goddamn right. But yes, I'm excited for Matrix Four though. <laughs> it. Uh, <laughs> It has to be. <laughs> it has to be good. Um, they've got they've got a really interesting cast, and I'm. Oh, I just that first trailer is going to be. Oh I, man, I can't wait! I, I can just wait. see us texting each other like, "Dude, it's dude, out! It's, it's out! out. <laughs> I, I saw it on my TV." And I was like, <laughs> anyway, Spooch! Spooch! <laughs> Speaking of spooch, have you seen the no. Daredevil? Tra- <laughs> I, I mean, the Batman uh, trailer. Yes, the 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 teaser, the costume teaser reveal. Yes, Batman. <laughs> as they say in the streets, um, Batman, as my mom calls him. Batman, <laughs> Batman. Um, yes, yes, it was. I gotta say, it was a it was a really good reveal. Very moody. Um, I feel like uh, what's his name is going to bring some some acting chops to this role. Yes, I really like the new Michael Giacchino. Um, I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Uh, that that new score, mm. very slow, very moody. Yeah, um, it's not even done. Like they're gonna, you know, they're still gonna add more uh, instruments to it, and you know, make it cinematic and in, in scale. Do you think anything can beat the Danny Elfman score with regards to Batman? And, you know, Hans Zimmer's score wasn't, like, I just remember it being, like, two notes. Da, 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 you know. I'm just like, okay. I think I think they both are good for their respective mediums. Like, I couldn't imagine the, uh, the Danny Elfman version in a film. Um and I like the the Hans Zimmer uh, version. I, think- I like it too, but to me, it's not the definitive. Uh, like it, it sounds, it's very like it's very Christopher Nolan because I feel like Christopher Nolan is like the Brooks Brothers of like mm-hmm. uh, of filmmaking. Like it's it's good, but it's kind of boring. Okay, I I can see where you're coming from, but listen to the score. I mean, you have some nice headphones. Listen to the score uh, on your headphones, the extended version. And the bass that comes with it, like it's it's kind of epic. Yeah, I, I guess, but I I don't know if I were to listen to that and the Danny Elfman. Da, 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 <laughs> I mean, that's that to me is like, and the fact that it was as followed up in Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> that just cements it, right? Because I mean, Batman the Animated Series is still like people like the nerdosphere hail it as like one of the finest pieces of uh you know television animation ever ever committed but but yeah i think i think superheroes in general have been especially in the last few decades going through a a re-evolution of uh, their images and are still finding their voice um, which which is kind of exciting of course there are going to be you know hits and misses but for example i feel like the the henry cavill superman that we've got uh, we couldn't have come to that if we hadn't have had, you know, Brandon Routh's Superman, you know, right, right, which right. is sort of like a transition from the Christopher Reeves Superman into 
the modern era and then seeing other superhero stuff but it's just like all right now we have a different image all right so then superman needs to adjust and so on and so forth uh, that that's where that's where it kind of where the hans zimmer score for the superman for man of steel works because i love the his new theme for superman it because it, I, i've always felt that it that superman is a force of nature mm -hmm. and uh that score fully captures that because it's like thundering drums yeah. and like you know you know a super hair like you, <laughs> you you feel like you're taking off when you hear it um and that's not to say that like the 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 uh, what's his name uh the john williams score for uh super the classic superman, yeah that's classic i i still listen to it to this day and like it still it still gives me chills it's yeah. just like all right hope you know yeah that's, that's exactly what it is right <laughs> it's um it to me it's it works as not only like as a theme for superman but it's like a theme for hope and you yeah know? um and it's and it's this classical score mm -hmm. uh whereas the hans zimmer score is just like flight you know <laughs> strength um, and even the full uh, classic John Williams score, um, just the way it begins with like the faint trumpets. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard it from the very beginning. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, something's happening. Yeah, you know? I know. <laughs> it does have that like very like 1940s kind of like look up in the sky, you know, <laughs> uh, kind of feeling to it. So, um, Anyway, we were talking about uh, the 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 new Batman reveal, yes, and how we felt about that, and uh, definitely feels like a a Batman Year Two sort of vibe. You know, it doesn't look like a modern bat suit. Like you can still see, they've done tons of teardowns uh, online. You can still see the stitching around, like the opening of the cowl, like around the mouth. Okay, you know, um, and it the the suit looks like thinner like it's not built of like kevlar it's just you know some sort of like leather hybrid or something like that uh, it's armored though it's 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 more the, armored than i would have thought the chest is but like the 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 cowl is oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know it's like pure west yeah. <laughs> it, it just it looks kind of like a, the adam west uh for for a, for a second i th i thought they went full adam west until i realized it was the lighting that was casting a trick because i thought they had painted in the eyebrows white oh okay just like what the hell this is interesting is there gonna be dancing in this? yeah i know right yeah. <laughs> Robert Pattinson in the middle of his like wham pow <laughs> sock bort, um, but yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. I'm really exci excited to see um, Zoe Kravitz uh, portray Catwoman. Mm. Um, <laughs> let the record show that uh, Ernesto did a, a very pervy noise. Um, I. <laughs> Don't deny it. <laughs> uh, I just recently saw Zoe Kravitz in this show called High Fidelity, a uh, oh. show that I have a a few issues with. Okay. Um, with regards to that, because it was I um uh, ah, there's so much like I feel like there's more than I want to say about that High Fidelity show, mm -hmm. 
but I feel like uh, our time is uh, not allowing for that argument. All right, we can uh... we can pick it up. Uh, I'll just say this much, right? Mm-hmm. Love Zoe Kravitz in that show. Don't like any characters around her. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah. <laughs> The characters around her, <laughs> I think, uh, don't work with regards to the the main premise of the show, which is which is interesting. Should anyway, it, should it just be Zoe Kravitz playing every role? It was a, if it was up to me, yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, I just think the way the character, her, the peripheral characters are written around her, I I don't like. I, I feel like she's the only character that. Um, has a clear, like, I can clearly see that she's the protagonist, and then the other characters, I'm just like, why are you here, you know? Um, so, <laughs> that's that's my harsh judgment on the pilot episode of High Fidelity. Um, but anyway, I'm looking forward to her portrayal of Catwoman. Um, oh, um, speaking of uh, other, ca- like, other uh, amazing actresses uh, playing other characters, Ahsoka Tano... Rosario Dawson is lobbying hard to play a soap Yes, Tano. yes. And I want that. I I don't think I've ever wanted anything more badly. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> she is perfect for yes, that role. Absolutely. In the Obi-Wan series, right? The Obi-Wan? I think it's, I think it's for the Obi-Wan series. I think so. Because the Obi-Wan series would take place between episodes three and four, right? Yeah. So, um, yeah, that would be perfect. And she's... In amazing shape. Yes. Uh, she recently did a, uh, a spread for, I think, Women's Health magazine yes. or something like that. So, yeah, she, uh, she'd she be great. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, I think that's uh, that's uh, um, that's awesome. Uh, I really hope she gets the role because that's... Like, now I can't see Ahsoka Tano without it. I know, right? You know? <laughs> without Rosario Dawson. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I really want that. I really want that to happen, despite the fact that uh, Ahsoka Tano was no, no, no. That was whoops. I'm like g- g- confusing Ahsoka Tano with uh, Shakti from the Clone Wars. Ah, uh, yes, um, yes, same species though. I think. Yeah, yeah, same species. Um, so uh, I'm getting nerdy on <laughs> this piece. Um, but yeah, uh, what else? What else? I feel like there's something else that we're missing. Uh, there's something else. Oh, you mean you shitting on Picard again? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. Um, there was a Spanish speaking character in the latest episode. So, you know, awesome. And, uh, yeah, but for all those of you who are into Picard. You know, follow Ernesto's recommendation. Don't listen to me because I don't like Picard. <laughs> uh, we all we all can't have taste, I no. guess. So no, we can't. <laughs> I'm talking about you. <laughs> all right, fine. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um. So um. Uh. Yeah. I guess that that's that's where we should wrap it up. Cool. Cool. All right, dude. So. Right, Both y'all. of us here. I'm Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are Robots vs. Taxes on Radio Free Brooklyn. That's right. And while you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
See you.